1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
0: That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
1: What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Hey, White Sox fans, Brett Palantini here hosting another Southside Sox podcast. It's number 22. We might call this parenthetically number 15 or 15A or so because one of the great lost episodes in <laughs> Southside Sox podcast history happened uh, a month, maybe six weeks ago with Leonard Lenny Gore. He's back with me. He's decided that he's not going to swear off Southside Sox podcast or any White Sox podcast. He's back. And we're seeing them before. I think we were talking in a car. It was just audio or some crazy thing on the phone, which obviously uh, uh, an amateur like me is not able to sort of pull off the recording of. So now we're zooming it. I think this is going to be intact, Lenny.
0: Well, Brett, if, if this if you can pull this off, Brett, without any hitches, glitches, all that good stuff, I will send you five dollars to the charity of your choice. You just name it that five bucks is there you no
1: promises me. because you know you are uh, a compadre with joe reese's jumping joe got he got he, he got a lost podcast i believe last year so i guess about once a year i just decide to you have to just lose one in the memory one. hole it's and, gone. i gotta tell you I've, I've said it before but man it was probably the best one ever recorded so It was so good. a high bar to have uh, to, well. to jump over here
0: uh well if, it's, if uh, it's me that i have to overcome it's not gonna be that
1: difficult that's <laughs> true yeah you're going up against yourself We're talking mostly in this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about the 2021 season because, you know, this week we've been pretty much, everybody's been talking, Twitter's been uh, occupied with, and even on site, we're doing a lot of pros, cons about the off season and really just how the details of the season are wrangling out. But one thing you brought up in just discussing this podcast was the fact that now with the Super Bowl over and us waiting now for reporting day and so forth, we're in maybe one of the biggest dead pockets in sports for the entire calendar year
0: yeah it's 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 probably the saddest like three <laughs> weeks that any sportsman is going to experience for for the next for the near future because we just had well yeah we just had the super bowl and then what is this like nothing right it's we got uh, some college basketball but even that that's just in the middle it's pre-march madness so it's not really that important you got yeah spring training, but it's really just pitchers and catchers reporting, which trust me, seeing the pictures of of Yasmani Grandal in shorts chatting with the Eloy or whatever uh in, in Arizona, it's gonna be great and I'll take it, but it's just kind of just like watching guys warm up basically. Yeah. For and two it weeks. doesn't
1: help that right now, in as we're even beginning this dead pocket of time, places like Chicago, yeah. it's miserable. You're getting oh. snowed on, you're getting iced on, you're warming up the car, all that nonsense. Uh, I mean, that just adds insult, you know, to injury. And, and especially really when you does. come out in Arizona, I guess that's sort of like the beginning of spring. And everybody says, ah, and they sigh, you know, deeply. But yeah, you're not there. You're still like, oh, man, <laughs> that'd be sort it's of like, nice oh, yeah, to it's, sit on the lawn and it's watch It's
0: degrees outside. <laughs> I just slipped out on some ice while I was out there shoveling. Why am I doing this? Why can't I just move <laughs> to Arizona and just stay out there for six weeks? But, you know, I don't and have this, that kind of scratch. And
1: this year, because of uh, you know the you know, pandemic still going and so forth, there was nothing like hitters camp. Even last year, I remember oh. getting like little tidbits. White Sester sent mm-hmm. out a video with uh, Yasmani and and uh, Nick Madrigal and and yep. Andrew Vaughn. All of them doing like little interviews. It's sort of like wow, we got even you know a few. We had a series of appetizers last year. This year, we didn't even know. If and when the season would be, was going to begin, this time about a week ago, MLB was throwing out its plan that said, let's delay the season uh, a month. Let's extend it by a week. Let's sort of sneak in this, like, super lucrative extra round of playoffs that we've already sold ESPN but really hasn't actually been approved. Correct. What was your take on sort of the back and forth there? Because obviously the MLBPA pretty much immediately rejected it and said, hey, hold on, you're not cutting it on – cutting us in on important aspects, real important right. aspects, as we're uh, approaching a new bargaining agreement. Uh, what is your take just as as a fan and looking at sort of how that really quick back and forth went?
0: I, I think this just proves to everybody that, like, despite this pandemic, despite all the craziness and hardships that have gone on for the last year and change, that twenty this last year may be the last year of, free, of baseball that we're going to get. I just don't think these two sides have any – trust in each other the players don't trust the owners the owners don't give a shit about the the players honestly and they'll they'd rather play as few games as possible just get that su- that super sweet playoff tv money and and you knew the players weren't going to give up guaranteed regular season games for a few playoff games only a handful of the teams are going to get even if you added a couple more extra teams so i i knew that The players were never going to go for, give us an extra round of playoffs, but lob off a week of games that everybody was going to get a check for. That that was never going to happen. So, you know, just like before, they just kind of defaulted to, fine, we'll just do the regular schedule. You get 162 regular games guaranteed. But now we've seen, like, probably what they had to give up, which was, again, the no DH in the National League. Um, the, uh, well, you got the no DH in the National League. What else, what else are we uh, uh, well, not we've getting got out? Well, the
1: guy who just uh, randomly shows up at second base. In X- oh, yeah, and yeah, the second base guy. And like, in that uh, bunting is now like important again or something. Jeez. I mean, essentially, they tried well, shootout. How come nobody's sport, Lenny? How come no no sport can figure out how to do their overtime, right? I suppose the NBA does it best, but I, hockey has yeah, a lame the, overtime. Football's, uh, at least the college game, is ridiculous and lame.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's it just you have your seven overtime games in college football, it's <laughs> just <laughs> ridiculous. And, I mean, if you want to be honest, I mean, overtime is, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier and we were talking, that I, I don't know what it is about America, but what is wrong with ties? When did ties become the worst thing in the world, especially in, in a sport where we're watching pitch counts or watching innings or watching Matt Davidson get innings to, to pitch <laughs> in the 14th inning? And seeing Adam Dunn throw 55 mile per hour change ups every yeah. you know when you need them, I, I, I suggest is why don't we do like the soccer or like um, hockey do, does it, where you know if both teams get to a certain point in extra innings or after regular time, they get a point. You know they should be recognized for finishing the game at a draw, at a draw, and then give them the incentive of winning in extra innings, and maybe give them an extra two points, give them three points for a win. Or only one point if you lose in overtime or next yeah. inning. So, you know, I it, it, that will help cut down the uh, the worry about pitches overextending themselves, and we won't see any more position players pitching because you won't go past like the 12th, 13th inning. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, honest. I mean, I would be well, fine with it.
1: Point or not, it's essentially the same because if you tie, that's still not a loss. Uh, but yeah, if the alter- if what they come up with is this minor league group, which again, in in the minors, even though I still think it's sort of um, silly. I can see the argument of, you know, whether it's travel, whether it's wear and tear on yeah. young arms, obviously always a premium. Okay. I, all right. I might buy it. You know, it's still just the minors and okay. I mean, I guess to all those towns and, and fans of all those teams, and yeah. they might get up in arms about it, but at this level, not in a in a weird 60 game season where they were just rolling the dice and hoping they were going to get close to 60 in, uh, but now right. that we're looking at 162 games, where you know, the relatively rare, it's not a huge percentage of games, but it's not a small amount either. That go to extra innings now are going to be sort of uh, scarred by this very strange idea of just putting a guy on second base, and yeah, I mean. Again, if the alternative is that, which to me is almost like a shootout, might as well have a home run contest. Might as well have a a punt uh, pass and and kick competition. I mean, I understand there's still sort of some actual fundamentals that have to be in play here, you know, know, to say be able to bunt or maybe steal a base or um, know how to tag up on a sacrifice fly uh, to score and win the game. But it's just – I don't want to seem like a grandpa, but come on. This is uh, (laughs) – Uh, I mean again for the for a full slate, um yeah. going into it like oh well yeah, this this is just gonna be the rule. You know, for a year then what's what's wrong then for a year just saying, okay, let's call it a tie. Point or not, it's called it ties. Yep. Call it a tie, half a half a point, half
0: a win, whatever you want to do. It and I understand
1: matter. some weird like noncommittal teams are gonna end up with like twenty ties or I don't know, forty ties this year. Well, okay, so be it. So in That's this just weird, the way it is. You know, they're gonna go like sixteen forty with you know however many ties. Fine. I mean, this is a weird year anyway, and we're we're still hoping we're going to get 162 games. We're hoping that everybody's going to hit the finish line, you know, at 155 oh. plus. Yeah, so, right. Um, to go in with that as the plan, jeez, oh, you, know the, the, you well, know
0: the I'll give them I'll give them credit for at least keeping the seven inning D doubleheader uh, rule. I am a fan of that, honestly, and I, and I'm not sure if they're going to do uh, if they're scheduling these doubleheaders. I guess not because. They've already got the schedules out for all these teams, right? So, but well, in yeah. case of makeups, right. COVID-related, you know, sus- you know, suspensions and all that kind of stuff. It seems like it's it been years
1: since there's they've been allowed to have any scheduled d- double headers. And, and to me, I always thought that's a great if that's uh, an in to get an to get a few scheduled double headers in baseball again. Which which seems to me you got the compressed game. You're still getting two results that don't seem terribly bastardized, just trimming. Right. You know going in what the rules are. You're not changing them midstream. Uh, it, as an opportunity to maybe you, you steal a few more days off for players, okay. uh, you know, it's a situation that I can see as much as more a win-win. I don't have a strong feeling about nine innings versus seven, and certainly under these pandemic circumstances, I suppose it makes a lot more sense to try to do everything you can to create a to create the safest game, you know. Yep. Uh, I could see how a fan might say, "Hey, do I really want to spend my full 14 price for <laughs> seven, you know, innings?" Um, yep. But you know, again, this is uh, this is an asterisk season going in. You know, we are all across right. the You're going to still have this season. It's going to be a legit season. So right. that one seems. Uh, way less controversial and strange and trying of all our patience is then... Um,
0: well, if, they, if the owners always complain, there's always, oh, well, we don't want to give up a gate of uh, revenue for a second game, guess what? Yeah. You're not going to have fans in the stands for <laughs> yeah. 90% of the team, so what's the yeah. difference at this point? So, no, we, that was my take on that. I, I'm fine with DH, the doubleheaders being that short.
1: I, you know, and, and I don't want to... I mean, we've had a lot of... I guess you could say... I, I would say it's Real talk, but uh, it's negative. It's 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 been a sort of negative week on South Side Sox and stuff. Sort of a negative week in baseball. Uh, in in reviewing how the White Sox have done, and we're going to get that into the, into the in the second half of our podcast. But uh, you know, one thing that jumps out to me in what you're saying and having a bit of a negative vibe about um, how soon we'll see baseball again after the end of the World Series, if we get there this year, is is that even. The DH, which I think everybody, both sides want, uh, because even from an ownership standpoint, yeah, they're giving up a little bit more DH salary, uh, but they're protecting the health of their pitchers, which I think is a win for right. them. Uh, but the fact that they're dangling that, 15 jobs they're dangling as a carrot, even though they could easily say right now, hey, listen, we know we all, both sides want this, let's just do it. Why? They're Who holding it? that so they can say, well, look, we gave you this, so now give us uh, give us $500 million in, uh, <laughs> in playoff revenue. Uh, and somehow that's going to be an even trade Mm -hmm. things like that are not sizing up like um we're necessarily going to see reporting day in mid-february 2022 that's
0: 2020 yeah no 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 no, not at all sorry sorry i'm not looking forward like honestly i'm looking forward to this magical run of white Sox baseball as perhaps the last (laughs) season i'm going to see in a year or two we'll probably have Everybody vaccinated uh, twice over by the time yeah, really. get another season after this. Maybe there'll be um, like little
1: Wildcat leagues popping up while baseball. I know, right? Doing
0: anything. They're going to have beer leagues, I think, for all the players yeah. there. Well, yeah, wood no bat ch-
1: leagues in every state. Hey, man, yep. you know, we got a chance, Lenny. It's 99. the Southside
0: League, man. I'm ready. No, no, I, I'm you? a little
1: – no, uh, Brett. Uh, no. You don't think so? I don't want
0: you to hurt yourself, Brett. I'm looking out for you here, okay? I just I'm love ready. you. Are I'm you ready? ready? You good? Where are you playing? Where are you playing? What position you got?
1: You need me. I can play short. I can play middle field. I can play short. Okay. Wherever. Right.
0: You're the, thank you. you' the. you the, know how Miami we're going up.
1: We're about 1,000 miles apart. But, you know, listen, I'll make it happen. If we can get a wood bat league going,
0: come on. I'm fine. I'm down. I'm down with it. Let's do it.
1: I like this. Uh, all right. Well, I guess this is a good time. To take our little break, we thought that maybe the sure. first half of the show might be a little bit shorter. Uh, you're going to get a couple – you know, I haven't really listened to the commercials that we're running. You'd think oh. I would do this, Leonard.
0: I mean, it is your show. I mean, I would, I would think you'd listen to it.
1: But I think some of the ads – I think we have fantasy football. I guess that's probably not going to be running, so you probably won't be yeah, hearing fantasy football. If you are, then somebody is falling asleep at SB Nation. Uh, we had some kind of natural – maybe vegan natural hair coloring? That didn't oh. seem to really jibe as the two 30-second spots. So you might be hearing one of those. Um, okay. Not really sure what folks will be hearing, but you're going to be hearing it in just a second. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, as I always say, just sit back, shut your eyes for about a second, and we'll be right back. So we'll be back for the second half in just a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Hey, all right. Open your eyes. We're back. Second half of Southside Sox podcast. Number 22. It's been long promised.
0: This is a Pesednik <laughs> episode. Yes, right, this is a Pesednik 15. episode. 22. No, no, no. We're going 22. We're going with Pesednik episode, right?
1: We went from a Gucci to Pesednik. I like it. There you go. There you uh, go. The lost Southside Sox podcast 15. Lost for the ages. That also starred Gone. Mr. Forever. Leonard Leonardo Gore. He's back with me. Uh, I love the fact that he said, listen, I know you're a clod behind the uh, laptop and sometimes like you don't record, uh, but I think your faith is going to pay off this time. And uh, hey, now you're a Southside Sox podcast star. Finally.
0: (laughs) Mom, uh, let me me call my mom real quick and just let her know (laughs) that I finally made it.
1: Speaking of. Yeah. my mom uh, we are going to get probably at the end of we are not speaking of you although hey hello oh, okay. hello hello yes. uh, um, uh mama mama uh, mama, mama gore. gore mama gore um you
0: boy made I've it never called her that don't <laughs> worry don't this never that's okay I, mama's on name all right that's okay.
1: all right uh okay We're going to get to a terrific December article uh, Lenny wrote, which previewed, believe it or not, previewed the 2021 season. As we're getting closer to it, we're going to revisit that. But that's going to be in the second half, the very end of our podcast. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get back to some of that, oh, let's call it negativity. I think it's real talk. But how about we just start? I think I have made known where I'm at with the White Sox offseason, so I should probably just pipe down. How are you feeling now that it seems like at least if we're to believe, Rakan, that the offseason's over. Uh, No more spending, maybe something minor, but uh, nothing major, even though there's still guys out there. Uh, How are you feeling about what the the White Sox did as this window of contention is flown open for 2021?
0: I mean, I think they did the best they could. Well, okay, let's stop. They didn't do the best they could. Period. That, let's start there. They didn't do the best they could. Now, did they do the best we reasonably realistically could have expected for 2021? I think so. I think their additions have been fine. find a good. You know, I, uh, the Lancelin edition was one of those good trades that makes you kind of it makes you wince a little bit because you knew the piece that you gave up might have been. Uh, something and Dunning and I'm pretty sure I mean he seemed like a great guy the kind of guy you would want to have in your rotation but he's young and probably not ready to take the pressure of a championship season Uh, and to get Lynn on a a one-year deal you know his his walk year hopefully he'll get that um, that Bauer-like renaissance and actually get a Cy Young this year and maybe become the number one or number two uh start in the rotation. So the Lynn move was good. Um the the Eaton tra- the Eaton deal I mean, let's be honest. The, we I mean, can both I, put our I, heads in our
1: hands on this one, money.
0: That was that was the <laughs> the one where you kind of <laughs> wanted to strangle yourself so you don't have to feel the pain anymore. Um but but to be honest, and now that it, we re- we realize that that was the Jack Peterson money evidently that he yeah. turned down to then take another haircut to go to the Cubs um eaton is fine uh, it that's the be- like that uh, is fine i mm-hmm. guess i'm not gonna give it the complete thumbs down it's a waste of total money but it's not the best use of eight million dollars let's be honest it, they could have been used towards a michael brantley contract or towards the ozuna contract mm-hmm. which uh, you know what i want to tell hector gomez don't tell me when our free agents are on a plane to Chicago again. Oh, okay, the, the the planes miss our airport. Oh, here's a big airport. Somehow these planes keep missing. So I'm going to tell people stop telling us free agents are on the way to Chicago. You don't, you don't want to start
1: syncing up with Bob Nightingale predictions. Oh you don't lord, want that the, success <laughs> rate. So yeah, he, Hector, no, come he,
0: on. Nightingale's fine when it's the white socks. Mm-hmm. He tells the truth because True. you know Jerry's got the the, the burner in his pocket saying. Bob, you gotta say some stuff for me. Um, but yeah, no, Eden was fine. I mean, I I, I I guess he's got veteran presence. I guess he has a ring now, so he can tell the guys, this is how you do it. And he's got some pop. I don't know how much he has left. He's got. he's had. He had a pretty down season last year, and I think he ended it in, uh, on injury. So it wasn't even like he uh, went through a full sixty games. So, I mean, it, it can't be worse than Mazzara. To be fair, so that's fine, I guess. And he'll platoon with Angle, and he'll probably come out when Angle will go in to you know, Captain Nadler, ninth inning ball to save a no hitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so we got with the even con and then the Hendricks contract. You know, the, the Hendricks contract was good because the Sox are notorious for just paying premiums on closers. This is basically the Robertson <laughs> deal all over again, but Roberts, but Hendricks is a little better, sure. honestly, than than Robertson was when they signed him. So. I, I guess it's like the chip. It's like they're patting themselves on the back saying, hey, we, we pay top yeah. dollar for a free agent, but it's like you pay top dollar for a position that normally doesn't really pan out over the length of a contract. Even the like the 13-year contract for Bryce Harper, yeah, like years eight through 13 aren't going to be maybe worth it, but at least those first seven years are like god level war-like seasons. I mean, a closer is not going to get you the level of production that, you know, a position player like Springer might have, or That's Bauer, right. Bauer might
1: have. For it. Let's not forget about the merch. Let's not forget about the promo. I mean, there's going to be a lot up front that would have really, I mean, obviously we're now <clears throat> relitigating past seasons. It just is strange to me that this is like the one strength, the one spot that you probably don't want to overpay and pay a premium price on. No doubt. Liam Hendricks, he's the best guy out there. Uh, oh, yeah. he's probably going to, He's probably going to earn that contract. He's going to come, you know, he'll make a run at his contract. So it's nitpicking, but at the same time there, are these gaping needs the teams have had, not just this year. It's not because some guy broke his leg. He's like, oh, shoot. Now we got no center fielder all year. This has been, we've had some chronic issues. You know, uh, it didn't take any experts to say, we don't have a full starting rotation. I'm glad Mm -hmm. we got one fifth of one this off season. We still have, 40% 40% of our starts or nearly 40% of our starts going to guys who are not championship level. They may ascend to that. Right. They may, you know, drink the uh, Ethan Katz elixir and be like, man, finally <laughs> Dylan sees, you know, has pinpoint control. Uh, Michael Kopeck yep. comes back like that. Carlos Radon gives us more than two months of a season. It could happen. I mean, we do have some arms to throw out there and that's great, but man, this is a championship contending season for the White Sox. And that's we're going great. in with three starters, three great starters. Maybe as good a three as, as, you know, perhaps are out there. Um,
0: well, last year when we had two starters. So, I mean, once the, and we saw in the playoffs what happens when well, you don't have a third. So, you know, I, I'll take that, right? Lynn, I'll go, I'll ride with Lynn, Giolito, and uh, Keipel every day. You know, that's a that's killer top three.
1: Bad cop in these podcasts. I always find myself <laughs> as the bad cop.
0: And Why yet, Brent, you have the, the we most. Got
1: three-fifths of a rotation.
0: Brett, your voice is so positive. The way you say the words, it makes me think you're saying positive things. But I think when I listen to you, it actually turns out you're saying and like really the worst, acidic things. and grumpy. To and yet, put the mute at, on that guy, right? I'm only you know, is it, we's legal, you know, in most of these states. I mean, you <laughs> might want to you might want to look into it. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm no judgment here,
1: Brett. Lenny. But I don't, but we're not taking a good look. Don't. Lenny, we're good. We're good. Oh, okay, we're good. Listen, I mean, okay, you know, you can play good cop, that's cool, but yeah. backup catcher, we got Nada. no nah. we Well, Luke Roy. I know we got guys who, you know, can fill. And, you know, if everything clicks, you know, Andrew Vaughn, obviously he's a blue chipper, but of course he hasn't played above A. And, Again, let's seg a little bit here. We're getting a little bit of substantiation for our negativity, yeah. I guess, and my, my bad cop role with Pakota coming out today, saying the White Sox were an 83-win team. The mean, the av- you know, whatever. The, the, the most it's the average,
0: yeah.
1: You know, 83, and we could say, oh, that's, that's dour. And, you know, the good news is the Twins, who I think a year ago, they were putting up in the low hundreds wins, which I thought I was very skeptical about. I think they're barely cracking 90. So, I mean, it's not as if first place is that far off. We're still in third place. We're a team that's bear- going to have to scratch to get the 500. And yeah. part of the reason is because of these gaps that I guess the Pocota projections, again, another magic elixir that I don't necessarily deign to be able to figure out uh, is saying yeah. things like Vaughn is going to struggle in his rookie. you getting 400 plate Which, appearances. Which they almost do. Zach Collins getting 200 plate appearances as your number two catcher terrible on D is not really going to provide the offense, uh, the, nope. the, the rotation. You're not expecting, you know, five war from your number five starter, but you're nah. hopefully expecting a starter level. You want, to, you want to edge close to two if you're giving a guy 30-plus starts and yeah. it doesn't look like the Sox are projecting for that. So, unfortunately, today's a tough day <laughs> coming on the heels of – uh, what well, was sort of a rough week with some of the stuff we did publish again, which I think was sort of just reality check of, Hey, this yeah. is where we're at. And this is what the off season was. And this is what it could have been. I don't think anybody's kicking a dog over the fact that the white sex had the worst off season ever. Of course, came away with Liam Hendricks, uh, Nobody's going to argue there. The trade for Lance Lynn, even giving up Dane Dunning. Hey, all right, you know, especially if we can extend him or get just that one good year out of him, fine. Yep. But so much seemed to be left on the table. When you're a championship contending team, you want to maximize those 26, uh, those 26 roster spots. We, we're not even maximizing our full rotation. Much no. less maybe the last reliever in the pen or our right fielders or designated hitter.
0: That's a it. <laughs> We're basically an L, NL team at DH. <laughs> we might as well throw our picture <laughs> out there to hit. Cause, I mean, last year was a god awful sinkhole. Uh, but it, to 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 your point on the Pocota standings, I mean, I, I mean, I saw the number. Everybody sees the number eighty three and sees third place, and somehow sees Cleveland ahead of us in second place. And I, I, I'll be it, to be fair, and I, I heard this on the radio. I was listening. They, somebody mentioned that Pocota predicted the Royals back in twenty. 13, 14, and 15 every year was in the 72 to 76 win range. And every year they won about 10 games more. And then what we all know, 14, they got the wild card, got to the world series, the seventh game of a world series, mind you. And then the fifth, 15, they do their projections by like 20 wins and win the whole damn thing. So the guys don't, and, and also did you know, and I just heard this as well, the 2005 White Sox were predicted to be fourth in the division by Pacota. So, I don't, people do not slit your wrists over Pacota. Pacota does not know anything. They probably don't even know what you have for breakfast today. So, even trust me. Pers-
1: even baseball prospectus probably advises not slitting your wrists over the Pacota projection. It's against you can't, you can't I can't represent them, but your- I don't think so.
0: You can't so, pay their subscriptions if you're dead. Okay. So <laughs> please don't do it. Um, yeah. So honestly, I, I, I'm not going to put too much stock into the project. I mean, they, they probably are just more just back of the card type predictions. You know, they, they can't, when you have a young team, young teams are volatile. Young mm-hmm. teams have the ability to just completely. Lose it for an extended period of time because the league figures them out for a minute. Mm-hmm. I.e., Luis Robert's second half last sure. year, where he just did, fell off the table. So I'm certain that it's impossible for all these t- players to, and that's the thing about the White Sox culture. It seems is that they every year they have some actual success. It almost seems like everything has to go right, and I mean when I say everything, this like injuries have to be at a minimum. You have to have avoid extended slumps, avoid suspensions or some or freak accidents and stuff like that. It's, it just seems like every year that they're good. It has to be some weird confluence of events that happen. I mean, what twenty twenty pandemic yeah. shortens the season to sixty games. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand eight, you know, they had to win three one one-and-done games just to get to a playing game to win. In different, yeah, cities. They had to play three different teams in three different days just to get into the playoffs. I mean, it just seems like it's never just easy for the team to get into the playoffs, and then then, regardless of whatever happens in the playoffs, that's fine. It's a crapshoot. I'm not holding it home to, like, win the World Series this year. I'd like them. My goal this year for them is really get to the playoffs, win a series. After that, it's great. I want to see them progress a little bit every year, but the ultimate goal, and I'm sad to say this, that I just need to see them, one, get to the playoffs this year so they can be first time back to back playoff appearance in their franchise history. Yeah. That would be nice. Sure. And, 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 that's, and I, and that's sad that that's a goal for, <laughs> for this franchise, but it, it is what it is. So that's what we need to see. We need to see this year and God willing 2022 actually happens, uh, to the point that a full season happens that we get sustained success, and that 's what I think the goal of this year and next off season will be just we want to build on the 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 cheap contracts we got with all of our young stars, the Eli yeah. contract and the of contract and rice paid up hopefully Giolito um, mm-hmm. will take the the han um okay i 'll take a, a good chunk of money that 's going to send me for life, but really right. be undervalued in in every aspect uh, contract, and let 's just carry this on for about three four years and you know, see if we can get a couple of playoffs in a row and maybe lock into a World Series again. You
1: yeah. know. I think that's what's frustrating, though. Uh, And I think speaking for most fans, it's like, you know, it's out there. And I know they can't just write their own ticket. You know, I'm sure Han was on the phones. I'm sure he's still burning stuff up, even though he said, hey, no more moves. He's still still trying to apply a trade uh, and improve this team. Of course, that's his job.
0: There's always money. There's always money in the banana sand, Michael. Okay. (laughs) Just remember that. There's always money in the banana sand. They will find some couch cushion change and buy a Biasel Puig or something. Maybe. We'll see. But which you, I know that would be something you'd be very happy for.
1: Well, you know, I guess until we learned what a uh, what an interesting personal life he leads. So, yeah, I'm sort of he kicked me off the he kicked me off the train. I have to say, I, I and I oh happily, he did. Uh... I happily left the Yasiel Puig train after about oh, okay. what no. a what a sort of all around dirt bag he is. But hey, you know, listen, you know, he's not coming anyway. It seems pretty no, cool. he's, not. he's not coming. Yeah, no. um, but I mean, that's just what. Frustrated me as a fan is that you know it is out there. Um, we want to know. I mean, we didn't get Zach Wheeler, but it sure was nice to know that, that the White Sox gave, according to the White Sox, gave him, gave him an offer that was maybe the best on the board. And there were reasons that didn't have to do with the White Sox that he chose to play elsewhere. And I know you can't do that with every player then I know it's not the first yeah. time the White Sox have done that, but this offseason, it just would have been nice to know, hey, listen, we've been we know we need to fill that road. we know we need a fourth starter. They're acting now like Carlos Rodona is their fourth starter. Seriously. Uh, no. You know, I mean, if that's what you have to settle on, and it's not a problem for me in right field. If he's a guy we're signing, well, not even now, maybe mid-March, or maybe yep. right before spring training, because it's like, oh, man, everybody else is gone. Nobody wanted our deal. Schwarberg said he uh, didn't like the south side, whatever. Okay, but who, who's left? And even then, I don't think you're paying him $8 million.
0: No, no. It was a job that seven, and I – mean, and- probably and had to settle for that I bet you Eaton could like, we could have gotten for like five probably I
1: mean, the idea that that Han opens his notebook at the winter meetings and Adam Eaton is even in the notebook much less yeah like at the top oh I guess hey, let's, it. let's yeah. knock
0: this out it was underlined it was bold <laughs> he probably had some highlighter on there I want to say he probably had neon pink you know so he was ready he was and on I've the heard, list.
1: And I've heard things like, you know, Tony La Russa wants a guy like Adam Edy. He wants a closer, so you want a Hendricks. Well, that's great, and I understand, okay, he's the second most powerful person in the, in the organization. He's still – I don't think he's uh, typing up the contracts. Uh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that's his job. So Han can still say, especially if he didn't want to hire the guy in the first place, he can still say, hey, sorry, Tony, Tony I tried. Sorry, no, it just <laughs> fell right short. Uh, Adam was—he oh, was juggling a lot of other National League teams. Sorry, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's like Tony. He sits back and say, you know, he gets on his—he—he—he—he he, 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 he gets his flip phone out. <laughs> it's button number two for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> call Jerry. <laughs> call Larry. Number one, no, call Bin- Jerry. number one, of course, is Benny. Number one, of course, is Benny's. Number two, Jerry. Jerry. And no, number one is Uber then Boy, yeah. if only <laughs> if only maybe now it is okay back then maybe no, uh you know i mean
0: hey you know what I, brett you're getting down i need you to i'm gonna pick you up here okay i need you to i need you to get that happy stash okay no, I and it's see important you.
1: to say because yeah. i know i've said in the comments i think even in the stuff i've written and i think others have had mm-hmm. uh, you know this isn't a matter of getting down on the team. It is trying to talk no. real about it. Listen, I want them to win 100 games. I think this team, of course, has a break. Nobody's like, again, nobody's kicking them like, like they're, yeah. you know, like there's something. They're not they kicking them like the Cubs. These are, you know, these are the – part of why I think a lot of us are, are pretty – Fired up about this is that they are close. This is a supposed yeah, uh, we can contention see it. window. Uh, they it's benefited there. from the you know the wide open playoffs last year, but they made the playoffs. They got that playoff taste. That Renerie was always talking. about. We just want to get them there. Han said, you know, we just want to be able to. And, and this is just this is like uh, uh, found money because you know we're in the playoffs right. maybe a year earlier than we thought. That's great, and you know that's why we sort of want to amp this up. If we, if, if we as fans aren't holding feet to the fire of this team i i can hardly imagine what stuff they'd come up with if there wasn't a little bit of outrage um yeah they
0: don't they they shield jerry from any of the criticism i guarantee you. i don't think jerry listens to one second of anything we say or gives a shit about anything we say to be fair and which is fine he's a billionaire i wouldn't listen to most people if i had a billion dollars you know so i do what i think was right and i just would tell people to shove it so I'm not surprised that Jerry's kind of like seemingly oblivious to the sure. whims and the and the wailings of his yeah. you know, know lower serfs.
1: And I know you got to do that. Hey, listen, he's you know yeah. he's the captain of the ship. He's going to steer it how he wants. But Jerry, come on, but we're we're reasonable This'll, people here. Yeah, nobody's going to we, yell well, at you. you, some, know, of you yeah. some of us are. Yeah. Some. Well, all right. You said you're going to sort of. Um, Uh, usher in a little sunrise here let's do that as we're winding up this podcast let's talk about the 2021 season we don't think much is going to change with the schedule Uh, i've heard word uh we know that florida's grapefruit league has changed up a schedule and they're dividing the state into east and west so some they're going to get shaved i've heard that the cubs are revising their schedule to trim off i think four games so i think it's safe to say Mm. there might be a reduction in in spring schedule for the White Sox, but in terms of regular season schedule, we don't anticipate anything really changing up at all. So I think what you wrote on very nicely, yep. very entertainingly back in December, giving us a preview of the season. And again, that article, though I'm sure all of you listening and watching have read it already. It's still linked in this piece, so you can go visit it again, find out what the heck we're talking about, uh, is your season preview, which is something you're doing yep. I believe, every year with you. And let's just break it out right off the bat and talk about in the strange pandemic circumstances, the White Sox are opening on the road. They're opening on the West coast. They're playing, I believe, eight games in a row, including their home opener uh, without a break, which seems like it's been a built-in thing for teams every year that I can really even remember. And this year in the one year that it probably really is useful, the White Sox don't get it.
0: And you know what, And in, in, in back in December, I'm glad that we're probably revisiting it now, that we have a lot more information that now than we had then. And They'll probably want to save those off days for in the middle of the season. Because if we're talking about potential outbreaks, or we're, we need to juggle the schedule around, we don't want to waste the normal two home. Like, they usually have the one home opener, and then they'll have the day off yeah. for like weather, and then they'll go back. And then sometimes they'll have another day off for the next week's home openers for the- the other teams that you go face in, the, in a pinnacle city so that's like two off days that you're just throwing away at the very beginning and then you don't have any kind of leeway and flexibility in the middle of the season so I kind of get that it is weird I've never seen a season where they start off with eight straight games without a break even coming in from the west coast they're going to start in LA and then they're going to go to Seattle and then they're going to get on the supersonic jet and play a game against Kansas City uh, before they even take a break so uh, I'm looking forward to that because honestly, I love it. I loved it when the Sox started on the West Coast uh, in the past in my youth. I remember they opened the season in Seattle and like opening day, which will be opening night, and it was like 9 p.m. And I knew I had school the next morning, but I had to see up and I was up to like midnight watching the play, play the Mariners or something. So being on the West Coast is great because again, we get a week of basically guaranteed games because, you know, we're not going to have a rain out or a right. snow out. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's fine with me. The, the, the first month is actually kind of interesting in the fact that they play Cleveland three times in April, three separate series. Actually, it's, 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 it's a what the full season. I think they do the home opener in Cleveland for them. They come back to Chicago to do another series and then they're in Cleveland to, to wrap around April and May. So they get like nine of their games out in the first month. With, yeah. a, with Cleveland, which is great.
1: I was going to say, I almost wanted to fast forward just to the second half, because it seems like the entire first half is Kansas City and Cleveland. Are there other highlights in the first of half, aside from the fact that we play like, 28 games against Cleveland?
0: Not really. I mean, the, the <laughs> first half is a, I honestly think the first half is a cakewalk for mm-hmm. the Sox. I mean, it, it, they, they, they have the, the central teams, and honestly, they have, Honestly, they have a little bit of Minnesota, but they, they play the Mariners a a few times. They're playing the Angels. They're playing Orioles. They're playing the Red Sox in the first month. Uh, I mean, honestly, they should have a winning record probably by the end of May. They should have at least a a winning record, maybe by, hopefully five games at least, if not more. Uh, the, the whole month, the whole first half is, like I said, a very strong, a very positive half for them. If they can get a, a strong start in, in the first half, Get their legs under them. We don't have the the typical Cuban cold snap that happens yeah. to all of our players for some reason in April, and they all can't hit a lick. Uh, if they can get past that and it's be above five hundred, be close to first place, then I think the second half, which is going to be a little tougher, uh, will be a little. will have a bigger cushion to survive okay. a second half. Which yeah.
1: So to make it clear uh, uh, for anyone who's a little bit confused uh, watching and listening at home, Leonardo was saying. Uh, White Sox are going to finish up that first half, get into the All Star break about seventy and twenty. That's even with Ashley Redone as fourth starter, um, Gio Gonzalez well, at fifth starter. Let's yeah, say about seventy twenty, maybe six thirty. And second half is where it gets sort of juicy. There's a lot of fun stuff in the second half in July. Yeah. we've got the uh, we got an I ninety four series up in Milwaukee, which could very, oh, very we're going a South Side Sox road trip meetup, and we have even got some Dodgers action. July coming out of the break is a pretty cool month
0: yeah and actually it's it's well, you're not gonna see the Sox very often because they got nine home games <laughs> the entire month of July, including that includes the all star break, which is in l a so um that would have been a month that you know you wouldn't have really much uh activity on the South side even if fans were in the sands, and hopefully by then or maybe August, I'm thinking that what I'm guessing is we might be able to get some fans back in the sands in Chicago, so you know that'd be fun to see the second half push with a quarter full of uh, the, the stadium, but maybe a quarter full. So I'm looking forward to that. August is going to be a nice month because we get both of our Cubs series in the beginning of the month and the end of the month. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very, very looking forward to listening to uh, Len Casper call some uh, <laughs> some Sox Cubs games for our, our side this year and uh, to have to listen to them wail about how they have Javi Baez and when they really should have Tim Anderson on their squad. But they can't have Tim Anderson because he's no. ours no they cannot no um and then yeah i mean honestly this the september schedule you know it's it's even it's really not that it not gets that a little bit in mean, september right the, it, the stretch is yeah,
1: pretty good for the Sox. i think yeah they're, they're
0: gonna have some and, they got the reds a couple times they right. got the red Sox again they end the season against the tigers we get to see if aj hinch was should have been the guy i guess we'll <laughs> know oh, by then but i know um uh, things are not looking, uh, <laughs> I, still not going to be good for them. I wasn't honestly. even
1: in favor of hiring AJ Hinch and I know but
0: he'd be a better. Choice. The alternative,
1: mm, yeah, not so bad,
0: huh? <laughs> not so bad. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, this whole season is going to be, um, uh, interesting. You know, obviously it's been two years since we've had a full 162 yeah. two games to watch. And I, you know, honestly, it's without the shortened, Kind of crunch of sixty games. You know, sixty games is not a lot of games. You can't just lose a few right. in a row because you're basically out of it by the second half. Now you got your normal. Well, it's gonna. Well, here we are. We're about three months in. And we got three more months of games to go. God uh, that's, willing.
1: That's what got uh, uh, Keuchel's beard all twitchy last year because it's like, well, wait, hold on. We're like a third of the way through the season and we suck. And
0: yeah. you know, come on. And that kids. was that was, and I, I forget about how epic that that wasn't I think the next day was that the four that was the four home run game the four homers in a row somewhere around there right yeah Yeah. so uh, hopefully they won't need the the rah-rah women for the gipper from uh Keiko again this year but (laughs) that's gonna be Eden's job obviously he's he's the strongest choice to drink remember so (laughs) Eden's gonna gonna get up on his soapbox and then get up on his other soapbox so he can see everybody eye to eye and tell them we got to win this one for Tony, and, you know, they're going to go on a 20-game winning streak or something.
1: And, you know, not to descend into too much Tony Arusa, because we'll go on forever. But one of the more interesting dynamics among many, you know, because let's face it, it's not all bad. I mean, the guy is a no. Hall of Fame manager. He's a Hall of Fame baseball guy, yeah. But the one strength that the White Sox had with their leadership was a relationship in the clubhouse. And, in fact, if anything, maybe he was, maybe Ricky Renner was a little um, – perhaps a little too soft, maybe too a little too fatherly to the clubhouse. Yeah. Because clearly there's a void now. I don't see uh, Tony Russo walking the clubhouse, patting rums. And I'm not sure I see anybody else on the staff. Maybe Miguel Cairo is going to be the designated guy to connect with players and so forth. It'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out because we I mean, went from Robin Ventura, who was stone-faced. I mean, I think he yeah. had some rapport, but I wouldn't exactly shout it from the mountains. To Ricky Renneria, who clearly it was his his, his strongest uh, the strongest aspect of it is, is managing, you know, for all you want to say about him. And, you know, I'm sure these players, a lot of these players that came up with them are going to be looking for that and looking to that. They may not need it. Aloy Jimenez, you know, he's a big boy now, still a big baby, but a big boy now. Um, but, uh, you know, what happens when we hit those uh, uh, dry spots? Is it going to have to be Keuchel's beard getting twitchy again to, you know, Read a write act, or or you know maybe Pat some heinies. I You know I, I don't know that it's going to be interesting to seeing thing to see mm. play out this year because you know that's one thing we can clearly go into the season saying there is a void there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and and I've I've come to grips with the Tony Lewis hiring. Honestly, it's it's one of those things that you know it's, again the shock at the in the moment <laughs> was too much to bear and that lit Twitter on fire for a good month, I think, uh and of course not withstanding his eventual DUI and what uh, pleading so obviously that's done with thank God and you know good for him he doesn't have to do any jail time thank God um, but on the field if that's all that really matters is is Tony Reese is going to be the guy that shape that shapes this team into the championship caliber team that we want it to be and I think ultimately if that it were that's what they hired him for that's his job I don't care about you know whether he's going to talk well or whether he's going to be friendly with the media. If he can just get this team to play as professionals, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, play every game as hard as they can for, um, for the reasons that you know they're here for, which is you know, they're making the money now, so they got to put up a shut up. You know that's fine. I'm I'm going to be on Tony Russo's side as long as they win. I'm, I'm that's all I care about. Tony,
1: we know you're watching, so listen. Here to review, Del- put down the cocktail, delete. <laughs> Binnie's, as your number one speed dial. Replace no. it yeah. with Uber. That's a real simple switch. I'm guessing somebody's already done that for you, but in case, yeah, probably you know, do it.
0: It's just Please. it's just getting it done. That's fine. This is, we just we're not asking that's a lot. Not.
1: We no, just don't want not. to be a laughing stock. Please.
0: Uh, that's that's a that's a tall order, bro. That's going to take yeah. a little more than a couple of. Honestly. Oh, look at
1: that! You yeah. flipped a bad cop. I like it. Ah, see, oh, yeah. I'm yeah.
0: so well, somebody's gotta be the backup up, Brad. You're just too damn positive.
1: And who's to say that between now and the actual opening of the season, we're not talking again on the podcast, Lenny? And we're taking a look at the season again. Who knows? There might be a couple more moves we need to review and say, okay, wait, Cleveland actually spent some money and brought somebody in, or hey. Hey, we have a fourth starter now. How's that going to maybe change the complexion of things? Who knows? As we get closer to the season, we may even have some formal Southside Sox roadie up to uh, uh, Milwaukee you put together, and we'll have to talk about that. Uh, So you might yet again speak on, not on a lost podcast, not on a early February podcast, but on one (laughs) maybe closer to the season, uh, preview the season. But no doubt, let's do this again soon where it actually records, we actually release it to the world, and everybody can see how much fun we have.
0: I had so much fun, Brett. Thank you very much. And I hope this isn't the last time that I see you, uh, you know, on this wonderful technology box.
1: Leonard Gore coming soon to a killer bees podcast near you.
0: Maybe I'm certainly
1: going to be revisiting the South side socks podcast, because of course you are a veteran of the South side hit pen podcast. You know, we it's a little tough to keep up with where we've been at. It's been a quite a whirlwind year. Plus. We wear many
0: hats. We wear many hats here, Brett. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, Fine to be part of the team. i just
1: tell you which one to wear, put your <laughs> gear on, you know, it's right like when uh, Hawk wears his uh, WGN shirt and instead of his Comcast shirt or whatever, you know, I'll just I'll tell you ahead of time, which hat to wear and boom, we'll do it.
0: You got it. You got it. So let me know when and where I'm here.
1: All right. Thanks everybody for listening, watching, reading, Uh real fun interaction going on in the comments this last week or so, you know, responding to some of the stuff we've been putting out there about the, the season as we're getting closer. Obviously we're going to have, a ton more prospect stuff. Uh, we've got our prospect poll going. We're doing our top 100 countdown from 100 on up. I think, whoa, we're maybe mid-90s right now. We've got a lot of room to cover there between now and the open of the regular season. Of course, any of the breaking news that happens, if there actually is any sort of breaking news in terms of White Sox personnel, we'll have that covered. Who knows? One of the bylines might even be one, Leonard Gore. It could happen. It's happened before. I'm sure it's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you very much and by the way rest in peace hank aaron so sorry oh, for for, sure. for his family i'm sorry for the loss for his family and um you know just and pedro gomez too just want to shout out for him um what a what a tough loss to baseball there uh and just honestly just kiss your loved ones tell them you love them you just never know man just just tell them that you, you're thinking about them.
1: that's true well put thanks for thanks for saying that adding that in there that's a good end note We'll wind up podcast number 22 and keep on listening, keep on reading, and keep on watching.